Hey, I'm Kat Chaos. And I'm Liz Gomez, also known as Hazy. And you're listening to Scary, Scary Encounters, Encounters with Hazy Chaos. Chaos, a podcast where we talk to some of our favorite bands and artists as they share scary encounters they've experienced and live to tell. Hello? Hey, Yvette. Hi. May we speak to Yvette? <laughs> Oh, I'm all, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> it says. Sorry. Okay. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, we're here to call you today about your insurance. And wanted I to like, see if you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm expecting an important call. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I know you sent me to voicemail last time. Jeez. I know. I'm so sorry. Okay. Hi. But, Hi, Sarah. Have Hi. you considered solar panels? <laughs> <laughs> This isn't exciting, but it's our first close to home. And for those of you who are frequent listeners every week, we always talk about an ex-roommate named Sarah. And we have her here today, our ex-roommate Sarah and her sister Yvette. Thank you guys for joining us. Hi, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited and a little nervous. She loves it. I she fucking lo- love that woman. <laughs> Yvette, what are you sipping on? That's the first question of the night. Um, Chardonnay. That's the grandma drink. Good. <laughs> Good stuff. I've been waiting for like an hour and a half, so I'm almost done with the bottle. Oh, but shit. I, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. So you're good to go. You're ready to talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, as she sips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Sarah, what are you sipping on? Stone Delicious IPA, of course. Of course. She's always with her fancy, strong-ass beers. And what about us, Kat? What are we drinking? Our vodka and our low-cal drink, vodka and ice water. <laughs> well, sparkling water. Anywho, so for those of you who don't know Sarah and Yvette, Sarah is where we're from, West Covina. Um, Yvette, you're originally from West Covina, but where are you living now? In Colorado. You sound excited. So much fun. I don't. Re- I don't recommend leaving California. <laughs> <laughs> if you leave, just if you leave, just expect that you won't be able to go back. It's too hard. It's too not expensive. too late, girl. Come back. Come back. I know. I know. I know. Or I'll Sarah. live in your. I'll live in a tent in your backyard. There you go. We're down. Yeah. 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 You can live in our um, <laughs> our scary encounter studio. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds oh, good. Man. Sarah, yeah. are you gonna or are you gonna move to Colorado? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, she visited once. I'm like, so do you want to move here? She's like, no, not really. Like, I love you, but no. Shit. Yeah. I think we all yeah, voted. We all voted, and you have to come back. I know. I know. That's yeah, the plan. Let's see. You're totally one well, of us. I know. I've, I'm like an undercover one. No, like we I've not. always, we well, are. I've always been like that. Like, um, true crime has been like since I was a little girl and, uh, my mom used to always ask me what was wrong with me. Like, cause I would have uh, the Smith's plane and my room would be dark and she always thought something was wrong with me. Like, and, uh, I watch a lot of Dateline of 48 hours and, forensic files and my husband always thought like I was planning <laughs> to do something <laughs> I'm like don't get in yeah no no <laughs> I've just been so obsessed with it like you know one of us and, yeah. one of right us. right I'm I am I am totally Dude, it's a different generation yeah we've we've talked about this before on previous episodes where 
it's really good to watch that kind of shit because if shit ever goes mm-hmm. down, you're going to know what to do, you know? Mm-hmm. I think I'm always prepared. Good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. And I give my kids, I give my kids, like I have four kids and I'm always giving them advice about the different scenarios that can happen. And do they take it? No, they're like, oh my gosh, mom, we know. <laughs> yeah, like not only that, but I mean, if somebody that you know goes missing, mm-hmm. you know what to do too. Yep. Right, right. Yeah. It's true. Look under the, fi- or wait, no, if someone gets murdered, look under their fingernails because most likely they fucking fought and the skin particles are under their fingernails. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why the murderers always cut their nails or and bleach exactly. their fingertips. Yep, true. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, mm-hmm. pop quiz. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so a man walks up to you and points a gun mm-hmm. and tells you to get in the car. Get in the fucking car. <laughs> and he's trying to take you to a second location. What do you do? Run in a jagged, no way. You run. Jagged motion. Okay. And why is that? You run. If you go to a second location, you are dead. You never go to a second location. Like Damn you right. jump out of the car. You jump out of the car. You could break a leg. Whatever you have to do, you get away. You <laughs> fall to the ground. They say like fall to the ground. Like if they try to grab you, throw yourself to the ground and like crawl away really fast and then get up and run. And you're just causing so much of a commotion, like they're gonna freak out and leave. That's right. And go try, you know. No, yeah. And I guess he ha- There's a, a higher chance of you surviving, even getting shot in public, compared right. to going to a second location. And he's probably exactly. A, he probably sucks at shooting. He's probably a bad shot. And you, Dude, or or the gun is probably <laughs> doesn't have bullets. It's just used to scare somebody. True. Mm-hmm. True. You know. Mm-hmm. Never go. That's Never. right. Everybody passed. Ask him about the oh, um, yay. Wait, ask him about the trunk one. The trunk. Okay, let's say uh you get the, kidnapped. You get kidnapped and you get put in the trunk. What do you do? Mm-hmm. You hit out the light from yes, the inside. Or, yeah. I have I I'm ri- I'm by myself in my room in a, in a room in my house raising my hand up like <laughs> I know I know the answer. Yeah. Wait, Sarah had one too. What were you going to say? You just look for the glow-in-the-dark handle that's in, installed in all the trunks nowadays, and you no, pull No, but that. what if it's an old car? Yeah, not BMWs. Do, yeah. <laughs> no, well, actually, I didn't know that. Is I that, didn't either. Is that in all the new cars? Yeah, the new cars, they have this glow-in-the-dark handle, and you pull on it, and the trunk pops open. Ooh, Kat, let's go test it out. Get in my trunk. That's awesome. Right? Wow. And it glows in the dark. Oh, wow. That's really good. Yeah. Or you could even try kicking the seat back. I mean, I'm not sure like old cars, like the seat could get pushed back easily. That's true. And be in the, and be in the back seat, you know? Yeah. Wow. Or you can just cry and just go with it. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. No, you got to go out fighting. That's like, right. Always. Oh, yeah. Always. You guys are going to know that. You know, I lost fingertips and most of my hair because I went out fighting. Y'all need to know right? that. Yeah, talking. leave lots of hair. Yeah. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Take off your buttons if you have like a button up shirt. Uh-huh. That's Any right. kind mm-hmm. of evidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I even thought about like, okay, let's say I get thrown into a trunk with my phone. I would probably plant my ID somewhere in the trunk where like the, mm-hmm. we saw one. Of, we saw that. Did we? It I don't was know. on um forensic file. She left her gym card membership, her like gym membership. Hmm. In the killer's awesome. yeah, in the killer's um, house in the apartment, and she like stuck it under her couch, and they fucking found it, or like a yep. rug or something. Under wow! Something, yeah, and the the cops like found it, and he had been saying, "Oh, she's never been here. Ah. I don't even know who she is." And they found her fucking <laughs> motherfucker. That was freaking liar. Yeah, 
Exactly. I love this conversation already. It's pretty great. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so. I can talk about this all night, like, honestly. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, I think that's all we do every single time we see each other. I know. Right? Which is not often, but when we do, that's what we talk about. It's like never ending. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like I was saying in the beginning, this is a really special one because it's our first um, close to home counter. So that means, well, actually, Sarah is a musician. Sarah's a fucking right. dope ass bassist mm-hmm. uh-huh, for House of Breath. Really dope band. You guys are kind of on the. We're underground. Uh, under, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shh. They don't want you to know about them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so our close to homes are for people who aren't in usually aren't in bands or aren't artists, just our friends and family who have stories and want to be on the air too and share their stories. So this is our first one actually. And we're really excited about it that it's you two. Cause Sarah, you're always in our episodes and Yvette, you're like our sister too. So she's re- listening to all the, Thank all you. the episodes. She's a fit. She's a fan. You're, you're <laughs> yeah, I, I am definitely a fan. A fan of the pod. It's right up my alley. Nice. <laughs> Dope. Well, let's get started. I wanted to start with somebody sent in a scary encounter. They sent us an email a while back and we hadn't aired any any close to homes yet. So I wanted to share this one really quick and maybe it'll get us started for our first close to home encounter with you guys. So his name is Manuel Alonzo. Um, I'm going to read it just as he sent it. It's an email and it begins like this. So it's taken me a bit to write this up, but here it is. My scary encounters. I tend to be skeptic about paranormal things. Two of my sisters swear up and down that they've experienced things, but never had, but I never had except for two instances that made me less skeptical. Both incidents were around the same time tied to the same event. So I was going to Rio Hondo College taking psychology around 2004 or so. We were learning about sleep paralysis. Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Here we go. I just want to say really quick, I know Manuel Alonso. You do? You do? Yeah, yeah, I do. No way. Okay, anyways, go on. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to so that. So we're talking to a friend here. Okay. Um, where was I? About sleep paralysis, mm-hmm. which sounded pretty scary and up to that point had never happened to me until it did. Oy. Dun, dun, dun. Kukui. <laughs> <laughs> I usually lock my door when I go to bed and turn off all the lights. I'm talking all the lights. I can't even have a computer light on because it bugs me. So I locked the door, shut off all the lights, and went to sleep. In the morning, I woke up, fully aware and completely unable to move a muscle. Ooh, gave me the chills. I got the chills too right now. Yeah, me too. As hard as I tried for what seemed like forever, even though it was probably around 10 seconds tops, I could not open my eyes or breathe. But in the middle of it, I realized that I was experiencing sleep paralysis. All of a sudden, my body jolted and I was able to move again. I was terrified. But what was even scarier is that when I finally was able to open my eyes, the lights in my room were on. I got up and thought maybe my mom had walked in and turned them on to wake me up or something. But the door was still locked when I checked it. In my head, I tried to reason that maybe I got up in the middle of the night and turned them on, but I'd never done that ever, so it freaked me out. That was the first time this happened. The first time. Okay. Second time was shortly after. If you've studied or read up on sleep paralysis, you'll know that it's often accompanied with seeing dark shadows or figures 
and feeling weight on you. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I'm getting like uneasy. Okay, oh, no, girl, so not again. I know. Oh, hell no. <laughs> All right. So at this point, I'm living in my parents' house. I had a room with a window that was right near the front door. Very easily accessible. I often thought if someone would break in, that's where they do it. And I used to just have my my mattress on the floor. I don't know why, because I was lazy, maybe. <laughs> I like that he added that. <laughs> anyway, maybe because he's a dude. Dudes don't care, you know? Mm, fuck it. <laughs> anyway, one night I woke up in the middle of my dark room, confused because I could feel someone walking on my bed. Oh, oh, no. oh my God. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. you hear Yvette? I think she has something to say. Hold mm -hmm. on, Yvette. Hold on, girl. No, I'm like freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> Still drowsy, mm -hmm. I opened my eyes and looked up to see a tall, dark figure of an older man standing over me. I didn't know this person and couldn't really make out any detail in their face to try and recognize them. But suddenly he grabbed me by the hand and started to pull me up very forcefully. Ooh, I got chills, shit. I struggled and fought him to get loose from his grip for again what seemed like forever, but was probably just a few seconds. Then all of a sudden, I woke up screaming, no. As I sat up in my bed, there was no one in my room. That scared the shit out of me. Till this day, I've never experienced sleep paralysis again, and I've only told this story a couple other times out of fear of it happening again. So there's my story. Thanks again. I'm loving the podcast so far, Manuel. Wow. Push that button, girl. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me this time. That was that Sarah. That was Sarah, yeah. She <laughs> fucking wanted to put... Dude, that was crazy. That was crazy. Well, Sarah, mm -hmm. you said you know Manuel? How do you know Manuel? I do know Manuel. We work together. He was my coworker uh -huh. at Singer Music, which I hold dear to my heart. Oh, yeah, and Singer Music. Hearing oh, yeah. that story made me remember a time where I saw a shadow person. Oh, wow. And Where? At our house? It was in the backyard. Oh. So I'm asleep. Okay. And I'm listening to Coast to Coast on 640, where they talk about aliens. Oh. They talk about, you know, shadow people, Bigfoot. Okay. Anyways, I fall asleep listening to this radio show and i sleep with my window open um nobody knows where i live so <laughs> and i sleep with i, I do these days I, these days i sleep next to um a marine so i'm good i'll sleep with my fucking window open i don't give a fuck come break in motherfucker oh don't please don't <laughs> say that we all know the golden state killer story so please don't no i know i uh, was like don't even go there my okay. boyfriend my boyfriend's like i hope they break in <laughs> is, is your boyfriend mar from our last episode <laughs> <laughs> she was cool man oh she's so, the coolest anyways um, yeah. i fell asleep listening to this radio show and i opened my eyes and right outside the window is a tall thin shadow figure and i blinked and it was gone like it was just the second that i opened my eyes that's the end of story yeah. for mine. That's that's that. Actually, Sarah, now that you mentioned that, uh, I want to reference back to one of our episodes where we we're talking about seeing a shadow, or well, I didn't see it. Kat and I were wrestling. Episode one with Go Betty Go. 
we were wrestling, mm -hmm. you know, play fighting. My back was faced towards our door, right? So it's down your hallway. Yvette, you know the hallway, right? Yes, the I hallway. do yeah. very well. <laughs> so the hallway. Exactly. So my back is turned and then Kat just stops. And then what happened? Dude, I stop in my tracks. We're having a good time, but I stop with a serious face. I said, close the fucking door right now. And she thinks I'm fucking around. And I'm like, no, close the door right now. So we close the door. We lock it. I said, I just saw something at the end of the hallway. It was like a tall figure and it floated from one end to the other. From the door to from the, the living room. Yeah. So across the doorway. And I just saw it just float across real cool didn't look at us or nothing it just went across and that was a fucking trip so yeah but i wasn't asleep though that's true but like mm -hmm. the the reason why i thought of that was because it's at sarah's house yeah. uh yvette's old house and also mm -hmm. seeing a shadow so that's why i brought that up yeah that's my parents old room and sarah's room is my room mm -hmm. and uh, like <laughs> a couple of guys said that they used to jump the fence and watch me through my window. <laughs> so Ew, that's the only experience I have. What the fuck? <laughs> in, high, in high school, yeah. Creep yeah. alert. <laughs> mm -hmm. what, what A their, lot of creeps. What are their names? Let's put them on blast. Yeah. No. No, I'm kidding. Well, uh, no. no beep. Bleep. Beep. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> no. we'll beep it out. We'll beep it out. <laughs> no, one guy, his name was but he didn't even like go to our school or anything. He was a little bit older. Ew. But he said he was he said he was watching me and one of my friends hanging out in my room, and oh, like for, you know how it's dark outside, you you can't see through the window, Sarah. If the light is on, you can't see outside, but they could see That's inside. Right. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I always sit so, in a dark room, so I mean, I don't know. I see everything. You can outside. always see outside. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Right. Yvette, Yvette you said what? Sarah's yeah. room now was your room. Yes. Yeah, that was my room growing up. Okay, and Sarah saw a dark figure outside of the window? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What if it's one of them as an old man now? <laughs> and they looked, they looked in the window, saw it was not Yvette, and they're like, fuck this, and took off. <laughs> yeah, 40, 30 years later. <laughs> my mind is blown. Shit. No, yeah, it's that crazy. happened. Um, yeah, my room used to be covered like with wallpaper. It's like, Posters the Banshees, the Pesh Mode, the Cure. Um, See, I had sleep till 12. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I worked life. really, I worked six days a week. Yeah. No, I worked hard. The Smith, Susie and the Banshees, the Cure. Right? You guys didn't know this because I'm a grandma. No. <laughs> like, I, that grandma room, I could, I could tell you where the posters were. Like, the Smith, Robert Smith was on by the closet, the wall in the closet, where the closet is. And Susie and the Banshees was on the wall to the um, not the door wall, the we're big get, wall. We're getting off topic. To oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That was Sarah, by the way. I, I also have ADHD, Sarah. So. <laughs> okay. You know how tiny that room is? Like, oh. that room was so tiny, all my posters couldn't fit on the wall, so I had to start putting them all on the ceiling. And this is back in the 80, late 80s. You, you know, know what? I feel so. like no matter how big a room is, you always want to have posters everywhere. Shit. Right. That reminds me of Chaos Records. They had fucking posters all over that place. And mm -hmm. man, that's such mm -hmm. a huge inspiration for that kind of where my inspiration started for posters. Yeah. Like I've always since I was uh, in elementary school, I had posters on my wall. Like, yeah, it was pretty scary. I was the 80s kid. 
was, it was kind of scary. Ah. You know what, guys? I'm sorry. I'm going to pause it real quick. I have to pee. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, wait, before we get started, everybody <laughs> cheers one more time. Cheers. Already back. Cheers. Let's go yep. stay at the signing hotel. Okay, and when? you guys do an episode January. there. Okay, you guys, I'm going to look up rooms at the standing hotel. I'm going to book a fucking room. So book your flight. We'll take, okay. And we'll take all our equipment. And then, <gasps> yep. And yeah, then, and we, let's do a, do a fucking show there. In the hotel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, guys, so we're getting a little off topic. Let's go back to Manuel's story. So Sarah told us about her encounter with the figure in, in her window. Yvette, do you have any sleep paralysis stories that you can share with us? Yeah, um, I actually... I have literally, I've probably had sleep paralysis hundreds of times in my life and it's terrible. And, um, there's in, um, been certain times in my life where it's happened more often than not. And, um, I actually haven't had it in a long time, but, uh, recently I had it once back in June and I was, my daughter lives in Utah with her husband and my two grandsons. And, um, if you got, I mean, in California, we don't have basements, but in like Colorado, Utah, I don't know about other states, but every house has a basement. So if you have a one story house, you have a two story house. If you have a two story house, you look to me, you have a three story house. So their house is three stories. I'm in the basement in the guest room and that's where I sleep. That's where my room is. And then there's the middle floor where nobody sleeps in the top floor where my daughter, husband, her husband and, uh, my two grandsons sleep. So I'm always in the basement by myself and it's always freezing down there. And, um, I've never, I've had sleep paralysis so much, but I've never had it like that. It, it was okay. Let me just tell you. So I'm laying in bed and I literally feel like a small person crawling on my bed crawling and I feel like the blanket moving you know like if someone's crawling on top of you like I mean next to you 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 can feel the bed move you can feel the blanket move but it's um like layered blankets so it's underneath one of the blankets oh my god oh. and um Ew. Ew. yeah I'm, I'm like wait. picturing it I'm picturing it and yeah you said it's a little person and, hold on <laughs> yeah it feels like a little person and I know my everybody's asleep upstairs. I know it's uh, two in the morning. You know, whatever. It's it's late, um, and I feel this crawling up to my where my head is, and I feel a breath on my neck, and um, I'm frozen because I already know what this is. I know that it's sleep paralysis because I've experienced it so much in my life, and I'm late. I'm staying frozen. Not because I can't move, because I can move. So I guess it's not sleep paralysis. I don't know what the hell this was. I can move. I'm not, I'm, I'm staying still because I'm terrified. And then I, um, every time I've had sleep paralysis, I say a prayer. I say, in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke you. I rebuke you. Like, get, get away from me. Go away. Um, and I start saying that in my mind. And I, I, I just, and it's weird because I didn't see anything because I was too scared to open my eyes, but I can picture it. You know, like, um, what I pictured was crawling, uh, was like on, uh, 
what's that show with a little weird creature? Uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, Gollum. Yes. Yes. Smeagol. That's what it, it felt like. It didn't feel like, it felt like a bony creature crawling. And I, I felt the breath on my neck. And I'm holding my breath and I'm, and I'm holding my fist closed and I'm praying for it to stop. Were you making a ghetto cross? <laughs> Susie Moon. No. I didn't even know there was any such thing as a ghetto cross. But I was like, um, just saying in the name of Jesus Christ, I rebuke you. Uh, I don't even know where I learned that from, but I've learned that over the years from all these other experiences I've had. Maybe. I love that movie. (laughs) So, um, I call, I call my husband at three in the morning. I said, get me the fuck out of here. I said, book my flight right now. I need to get out of here. He's like, honey, what happened? I said, you won't believe me. You won't understand. I told Alexis, I told her husband, I got to leave. I told him what happened. Alexis was like, mom, it's not our house, mom. It was just, you had a bad dream. No, I felt it, Alexis. It felt so real. And I was awake. That's the thing. And I wasn't frozen. Like sleep paralysis freezes you. Like you can't move your body because I've had that. Mm-hmm. This, I was too scared to move. I didn't want to move because I was scared. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Whoa. Whoa. You know what? That actually reminds me of one time. Like I actually forgot about it until just now. Um, I was a... Uh, <laughs> I was <laughs> get it, Sarah. So I was uh, asleep, trying to fall asleep in bed, and I also felt. I mean, it was just one movement, though. I felt like something just either mm-hmm. stepped or put their hand mm-hmm. on the bed, and I felt mm-hmm. it just like kind of sink a little bit, just enough to like make me feel like something tried to step on the bed. Where were you? Right. I was living with my parents at the time, so in my room. Like this thing was literally crawl. I could feel it crawling, starting at my feet, and re- and moving its way up to my head. That's and so I creepy. felt the breath on me. What city is it? It was in? that was in Utah. Actually, okay. I was visiting my. I've, I tr- actually Eagle, since I moved Eagle to Colorado, okay. Eagle Mountain. I I travel a lot to Utah. The thing is, my daughter and her husband they're very religious, so. Um, I mean, but basements, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. And their basement's beautiful. It's not like what you think of a basement. Like our California mentality, you think of a basement like creepy basement. No, it's a beautiful basement. It's like a, it's like a room. It's just a room. I mean. Okay. Yeah. I'm picking, I'm picturing yeah. like creepy basement. Like I'm picturing no. our like, creepy. Attic. Right. No. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I watched too many scary movies, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that was the last time I had sleep paralysis or whatever you want to call that. But I have experienced it throughout my entire life, and uh, I just say a lot of prayers. Well, shit. I'm glad that you can mm-hmm. relate to Manuel's story. That was that was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my daughter gets a lot of sleep paralysis, and so does one of my one of my sons. One of my three sons gets a lot of sleep paralysis. Oh, shit. He's yeah. going he's gonna to write mm-hmm. an email to you guys. Yeah, have him email mm-hmm. us. We'd love to... Okay. To read it on the air. Yeah. It, it is scary. I think we're just um, mm-hmm. fucking weirdos because we're so into this shit. We even made a fucking. No, I'm. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Like I watch every scary movie, no matter how terrified I am, and I watch all the paranormal, 
paranormal like investigations and yeah yeah (sighs) okay so you're not allowed to say the exorcist okay what's the scariest movie you've ever seen because everybody always says the exorcist and it's such a like what if that's what it, if that's just the scariest movie they want to then it yeah. is but like what's the second wait then? who are you mm-hmm. asking both of you for me it was evil for me it was evil dead oh shit original the the original one hell yeah i literally closed my eyes <laughs> and covered my ears How because old that you? voice last like year 22 <laughs> you know what i still need to rewatch it yeah you do yeah you did what you did you Evil Dead. Mm. Did you close your eyes when she was in the in the basement thing? I don't know. My eyes were closed oh, shit. the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't watch it. Okay, okay. <laughs> How about you, Yvette? Honestly, like... Oh. Were you going to say The Exorcist? I mean, that would probably be the scariest movie. Kat, what's, the, what's your... Mine? Yeah. Um, Honestly, dude, like... The first time I saw, we've we've talked about this in previous episodes, but yeah, the right. first time I saw The Strangers, it <gasps> fucking it fucking yeah. tripped me out because it was so realistic, and like everything that you would do in the situation, they did, and they still did. Well, they spoiler alert! <laughs> Our first one of the night, <laughs> they, even though you sh- you should have seen this already because it's an old movie, but. They still didn't make it out. You know when you watch a movie and you're like, bitch, do this, bitch, do that. And they don't do it because it's a movie. But in this movie, she did everything and he did everything. And it was just a trip and it was a home invasion movie. So it's not about aliens. It's not about ghosts. It's about real people just wanting to kill for Mm -hmm. fun. Speaking of home invasion, don't you have a Richard Ramirez Night Stalker story, Yvette? Ooh, Yvette. I yes, I, I do. Uh, so um, back in summer of '85, I was 12. Sarah was two. She was probably turning three because she turned three in July. So, um, so we're all asleep. Everybody's asleep, and the night stalker's been prowling for you know almost a year or something. And uh, it's on the news, and I'm watching the news dedicated as a 12-year-old girl. Like, I'm just watching the news because I want to know where he's been. And I want to know what he's done. And um, <laughs> so back in those days, we used to sleep with the windows open because it's fucking hot. And we, oh, sorry. You can and say fucking. It's a podcast. Girl, oh, fine, that's girl. like my favorite word. That word's fuck, my favorite. So fuck, I fuck, try fuck. not. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I, I try not to say it because of my grandkids. Because they're Mormon. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Well, I but, hope they're not listening. Yeah, I try not to. No, they won't listen. But, <laughs> Let me say like, something. But, okay. Real quick, real mm-hmm. quick. I've never realized how much I cussed until we made mm-hmm. this podcast. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm like, no, I knew. It, what's my favorite word? Bitch. Why you got to say it like short? Bitch. You know, like, it's like, I, I'm i like, we, we listen to the episodes and, you know, Liz, Liz as edits them. And I'm like, oh, my God, I cuss too much. Like, And then I say, what the fuck? I cuss too much. Like, it's, mm-hmm. I'm always cussing. My mom's so mm-hmm. mad at me right now. But. You used to be a sailor. In your my mom. Yeah. Not my mom. My mom 
I learned to cuss from, we learned from to cuss from our mom. No, but, okay. So, should I go on? Yes, <laughs> yes. please, yes. Okay. Okay, so this is back when the night suckers out, right? So, we don't have air conditioning in that house in West Covina that you guys lived in back then. And uh, so, we used to sleep with our windows open. But when the night stalker came around, we had to lock all our windows. So it's freaking hot. We're sweating in our rooms. And um, my dad, our, mine and Sarah's dad, installed a uh, alarm system through the house. Um, I remember that. I remember yeah, the alarm system. My dad was a systems technician at Pacific Bell. And so he knew how to do all that wiring and stuff. Rest in peace. Andy. Yes, so yes. the the crazy thing is, you know the big kitchen window where the table is? Yes. Oh, yeah. For some reason, he couldn't, he didn't do that one right, okay? He didn't do that window right. And um, it had the wiring and everything, but for some reason, it, if you open that window, um, the alarm didn't go off if you opened the window. So, um where, you know, oh, and then also my dad made, you know, the stick, you know, you put a stick to jam the window closed. Because even if the window is locked back in the day, you could still like lift it and slide it, right? So my dad made sticks, yeah. yeah, for the sliding, the sliding glass window, my window and the middle room window. You guys know that was Tony's old room. All the windows. And yeah, all the windows. So my dad put sticks in there and, um, so one night, two in the morning, the alarm goes off. We all jump out of bed. Um, the girls actually still stayed asleep. I got up. My parents got up. Um, my dad called the police. Please come. What happened was that kitchen window, the, instead of pulling the blinds open, he pulled the wire for the alarm. And that's the only reason that alarm went off. Because the window was all the way open. The glass was all the way open, slid open. But he pulled the wire instead of pulling the blind. I can picture it. The alarm went off. Back in those days, there was no freaking houses right on your ass back there. That was all strawberry fields. So this person who was trying to break in the window jumped the brick wall. And you could see his footprints in the straw, in the mud, in the dirt. Ew. Not mud, because, but you could see footprints running across a strawberry field. Like, he leapt over the wall. And, yeah, of course. And so the, the police came. My, my dad and my mom were talking to them in the entryway. You know the little entryway? Yeah. Okay, there's two cops, my parents. I'm in the hallway scanning uh, where the, the restroom is, the guest restroom, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm like, excuse me, officer, was that the night stalker? And he wouldn't, they all, they, all the adults went quiet. And I remembered this. And I'm like, why isn't anybody, okay, they're ignoring me. I'm 12. Of course they're ignoring me. And I'm like, excuse me, officer, was that the night stalker? (laughs) (laughs) And he looks at me. No, sweetheart, that wasn't the night stalker. How the fuck does he know? Yeah, of course, back then, I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, okay. And so, no, sweetheart, that wasn't the night stalker. What are you doing up? I'm like, right? Well, the alarm went off because someone's breaking in my house. So, 
Um, so the next day, okay. okay, they don't answer me. They say no. The next day, my dad says, oh, I just want to let you know the police called and they said it wasn't the night stalker. They caught the guy. And when I'm 12, I believe my dad. But now that I'm 47, I don't believe him. I heard it was like I two think they, like, brothers that were on Exactly. Two guys. No, two drug addicts from down the street. That's what I heard. I heard but, it was like two brothers right. that were on Exactly. Drugs. Have you guys looked it but, up? No. No. Like, how do you do that? I don't know. <laughs> You didn't have the internet in '85. <laughs> well, you no, can look so, it up. I mean, what? I mean, the night, the Night Stalker. He, well, not the original not Night the Stalker. Original, so, yeah. what's no, his, no, 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 no. This was his, Richard Ramirez. Yeah, what, yeah. What's his stupid ass name? Richard Ramirez. Richard okay. Ramirez. Yeah. So, he, did he I ever? Told you, you should you should name your kids Richard. No. You know what's crazy? My fucking last name now is Ramirez. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> If you ask, dad, you will receive. Wait, no, speaking dad of. Dad always said, dad always said, uh, Danny, to my husband, is your is your cousin Richard? Is your cousin <laughs> Richard for me? Oh, fuck. I hope Danny mm-hmm. didn't answer that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> Wait, speaking mm-hmm. of, speaking of, okay, so your last name is Ramirez now. Mm-hmm. We heard that. You did the Ouija board. You you played the Ouija board or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anymore. I'm going to let you tell the story really quick because it has to do with who you're married to now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I only played one. it once in my life. Like once weird. in my life I played it. I was in eighth grade and I was with, can I say my friend's name? Of course. My friend, Kenyi. Her name was Kenyi and Karen. And Kenny's uh, cousin, Michelle. And we're at Michelle's house. And she has a Ouija board, so we're playing it. And um, I actually asked, uh, of course, because I'm, you know, in eighth grade, and I'm thinking, like, fairy tale, fall in love, fall in love. I don't, you guys edit that out. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, do you want okay. us to beep their names out, your friends from? Uh, no, because, um, no, it's fine. Okay. They'll be, fr- they'll be their future, future friends of the pod. So um, we're playing the Ouija board. And, of course, I ask, who am I going to marry? And um, mm-hmm. it says, I'm going to marry Danny. And then my friend Karen says, who's Danny? Wait, who's Danny? Like, if I'm going to marry someone from middle school. And so <laughs> we can only think of one guy named Danny Martinez. And I'm like, ew, no, he's in seventh grade. Like, I'm in eighth grade. <laughs> he's in seventh grade. And, um... You know, so when I get to high school, my senior year, my parents shipped me off to Arizona. This is a whole other story. And uh, I have a crush on a guy named Danny. And I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to literally marry him and live here? Like, it was just really kind of not any place I imagined living. Um, and we just used to smoke pot and eat mac and cheese together all the time. How romantic. So I just thought, Right. So I thought, is that going to be my life? The perfect is that thing. who I'm going to marry? Right. Because in my head, I'm thinking the Ouija board said I'm marrying a Danny. So then when I'm 19, I actually do get married and it's not to a Danny. And it is, um, you know, a, you're 19. To a beep. To a human being. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, I mean, but not really. I mean, no. So, of course, that's a, you know, a big, you know, big mistake. I, I married, well, I was pregnant, so I married this person, 
And I'm like, well, I guess the Ouija board's wrong because his name's not Danny. Well, that, that could happen when I got married that first time. So what's crazy is my second marriage was to Danny. So the fucking Ouija board knew I was going to marry a Danny. To this day. I married to a Danny for 20 something years now. And the Ouija um, board predicted that. Yes. It never said the first name. So that was not really a marriage. That was that doesn't count. a teenager pregnant. Right. The Ouija board knew this is who I'm going to be with till I die. Yeah. Like. And what's weird is when, when, mm-hmm. when Liz and I just saw you recently at Sarah's house, mm-hmm. you told us, you told us this story and your mm-hmm. oldest son, is he your oldest? Mm-hmm. Adam. Adam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he said something really interesting that fucking blew our minds. What if you were 12, right? Mm-hmm. Eighth grade, yeah. What if the 12 year old mm-hmm. you was playing the Ouija board and not talking to a fucking demon or whatever, mm-hmm. but talking to your 47 year old self? Right. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, I got a fucking kill. Because yeah, dude, that gave us a fucking. He did. I said it was like, yeah, he did. Like interstellar. That. Yeah. Right. You're talking to your future. I told self. myself, oh my God, I got to kill again. That, that really happened. And I never, you know, that Ouija board, um, yeah. my, my friend, can and her cousin, Michelle, cause can you live with Michelle? They both, and they both went to Bishop Amat where Sarah went to That's school. In Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. And they said they tried to get rid of the Ouija board and they couldn't get rid of it. Oh, they would throw it away. Mm-hmm. It would, it would appear story. back in their closet. Yeah. You'd be right with it. Mm-hmm. You know what, though? That is a common story, but it is true sometimes because I think that happened to my mm-hmm. too. She was doing mm-hmm. uh, the Ouija board. and or, she's going to want you to say that. Well, I'm not saying. <laughs> well, she did it, she did it I, back in yeah. the day, back in the day when she was still young and dumb and she did it. And, and she, um, um, we can edit this out, whatever, but. Long story short, she did it and tried to get rid of it, and it appeared on her fucking front mm-hmm. step the next day. Yeah, very common. Like, just cra- I won't get into detail, yeah, but crazy yeah. shit. You know, it's just mm-hmm. it's just crazy. I never believed it, um, but how can you not like it predicted who I was going to marry? I actually asked it when I was going to die too, and I don't remember that. Oh no! So thank God. Thank God, you don't remember mm-hmm. that. Okay, so when I was nineteen, I got pregnant, got married real quick, um, shotgun wedding. And then I had to move in. Um, but anyways, his family lived in Phil's Ranch in Pomona. Okay. He had a mom and dad, two sisters. The older sister was married. They had a kid. Everybody lived in this big house, right? They had a big two-story house in Phil's Ranch. And I move in. I'm 19. And um, I'm up in my room one day. I hear, which is the wrong. All of a sudden, I hear something. Down, we, I come downstairs. And his sister is saying she saw like a small little person, like a, almost like a leprechaun or a troll on the balcony. Like what you walk up the stairs, there's a loft area. Okay. Then there's two bedrooms, the kids' bedrooms and the bathroom. And then there's the master bedroom. You walk up and she said she saw a troll or like a leprechaun figure person laughing and pointing at my bedroom where I was yeah and I'm just like this shit, this shit is crazy right like I'm like I never heard of such a thing 
And then she starts acting really crazy. And her parents, she's like wailing, her, like flailing her arms around. And um, I think they think, now that I look back, like maybe she was going to attack me or something. I'm not sure. But they're holding her down and holding her and her back is against a wall and she's um, crouched down like against the wall and her parents are holding her down. Her face turns her, her face like elongates and uh, her smile like looks like the Joker on Batman and her face just changed so drastically and I'm literally standing there frozen just so um she's uh freaking out they're trying to suppress her like she's like like something was in her and they're not doing exorcism or anything they're just holding her down until it like passes but her face changed and I'm thinking this is not like this is not real but it's real because I'm looking right at it Okay, so when you're saying she looked like the Joker, do you mean like, mm-hmm. I mean... Her I, smile, her laugh, she was laughing this wicked laugh, and she, like... So the, corners, so crazy. the corners of her mouth, like, stretched out really far? Elongated, right, and her face elongated. Mm-hmm. Her face shape actually changed before my eyes. Wow. Okay, like, I told you guys this story last week, right? Adam was there. Adam said, Mom, you never told me this story before. He heard it from her brother, who I was, um, her brother, yeah, who I was, his father, you know. She heard, he heard that story already. Can you beat this? Like, he heard it from, I never told my kids this story. I told probably Sarah, but that's it. Like, I didn't tell people the story because it just didn't, it wasn't, it just seemed so crazy and way out there. And I'd never experienced anything like it in my life. Oh, man. Um, and uh, honestly, I used to hate going back to this house every day after work. It was always dark and no one was ever home. And I think they all avoided being there because it was fucking scary. And one day I'm home by myself, of course, and it's dark at night. And I put on, I would always put on all the lights. And I hear this crackling. And I'm like calling his parents' names because I'm like, oh, maybe they're home. And I'm saying their names. I'm like, Guido, Guido, Imelda. And I'm like, I walk upstairs and I hear the crackling louder, and it's a crackling like um like dry leaf. I always remembered it to be like dried leaves you crunch together with your hands, but just this, it was very loud crackling. And I walk into the master bedroom, and no one's in there. And I'm saying, and I'm terrified that I need to walk in because I'm like someone has to be up here. What else is making that noise? And I'm like walking into the um, master bedroom and then I go to the bathroom. No one is home. I walk to, the, to my bedroom, which is upstairs. And the crackling is really loud. I run back downstairs. I just have all the lights on. I'm waiting for someone to get home. And the sister, her name is Becky. And she's the one that was going through that. Uh, her, she's the one that her face changed and all that. And I'm telling her, I said, I heard something upstairs and I'm really scared. So we go upstairs and we're in my bedroom and we're both kneeling on the bed with our elbows on the bed. We're just waiting. And you hear the crackling right next to us. 
and she's like, oh my gosh, oh my God, let's get out of here. And we just go outside and we just wait for everybody else to come home. We just stand in the front yard. Um, oh my goodness. And I, I don't know what that was. Um, and I haven't talked about that. And like, you guys are the first people I've talked about that with. And, um, you know, dude, so, so that was a possession, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know what to say. Honestly, that's fucking crazy. That's very crazy. I don't think, I mean, well, aside from our last episode, that's like the craziest possession Mm -hmm. thing I've, I've heard. I, I finally got the background story after all these crazy experiences happened. I got the background story. Okay. Her family were very religious and I don't know if she was in high school or like college and she joined a group of girls and they were, um, I don't want to, I don't know if it was like devil worshiping or black witchcraft or what it was. Okay. But something attached to her after that, like, because before they moved to the Stills Ranch house, they lived in a pink house in West Covina. Okay. It's not far from my mom's house. And uh, her brother told me that one day they walk in her room and she's literally floating over her bed with her hair pulled back like someone's pulling her hair. Her hair is being pulled back in midair. Okay. okay. So they moved to Stills Ranch. They, they think just like we've all heard before. Okay, we're going to move. It followed her. It was her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because she, she bought a house in Pomona, a little house in Pomona. And I ended up buying a little house across the street from her I at loved, one point. I, I remember okay. that. It was a little tiny house. Yeah, Sarah was little. And she lived across the street with her husband and her two kids, a boy and a girl. She was, um, she ran to my house and she was a wreck. Um, she said she had been in the shower. She, she got out of the shower and she, and these little, she felt little hands holding her, holding her uh, ankle, holding her wrist. Who was this? The same person? Um, yes. The yes. Same? The yes. same way. Yeah. Becky. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, so she said she felt them holding her and she, and she had all these scratches on her like arms and her ankles. Like, like they were whole, I don't know. She, she could feel them. You can't see them, but she could feel them holding her. And uh, then the, like, I don't know, this is crazy too, but the, you know, the oven has the glass. The glass just blew out. And this all happened, like, all this stuff is happening. And I'm just standing there. And she, I mean, she runs across the street to tell me all this. And I come back across the street um, and there's glass everywhere. And she has all these um, prints on her ankles and her arms, her wrists. And I'm just like, oh, like, I don't even know. Like, I'm 20 years old at this time. You know, I never experienced anything like this in my entire life. Um, you literally, and, uh, you, you literally witnessed a possession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fucking mm-hmm. crazy. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, that's and one time we, me, her and I got into a fight, one time, like an argument one time, and she called me like a fat bitch. 
And I'm like, okay, you evil bitch. You're fucking oh, possessed. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, that's, that's Satan. I'm all, I'm all, uh, okay, Reagan. I where is right? she? Do you, do you know where she's at now? Well, it's funny because the entire family ended up moving to the East Coast. That's the last oh. I've heard. Um, they oh. moved to like um, one of the Carolinas, but I'm not really sure which one. Hmm. Yeah. Nuts. He, he still lives, the brother still lives in Pomona. Like, yeah, but oh, um, shit. for you know what, uh, you know what, I don't mean to mean this in a disrespectful way, but I'm glad that happened to you because you're so fascinated with this shit, you know, like, mm-hmm. and like, that's never happened it. to me. And I'm glad that you, yeah. you got to witness that. And it's just crazy. I don't know. It's crazy. But, but I'm, glad, not- I'm glad it didn't get into you. You know what I mean? Right. But I also remember but, you mentioning something about the whole family sleeping in one room or something right. that night. Like, right? No, this was one of, like, another night. But that should have oh, been my first hint not to get married. <laughs> but I remember um, his mom, his mom called mom, Sarah, and she said, is it okay if um, Michelle, well, they call me Michelle. Like, that's my first name. Um, just sleeps over um she's gonna sleep like next to me you know like i'm not gonna be sleeping with her I son, remember right? that night. his mom called and asked because all this crazy stuff was happening and we literally went into a downstairs bedroom the entire family the siblings the parents the the girls the lady becky her husband tony um we all slept on the floor we made up bed and uh in the morning I was so terrified. I didn't move the entire night. Um, the mother woke up the next morning and I woke up and she started laughing. She's like, you have not moved one inch. Like I stayed in the exact same position. I was sleeping next to her and I didn't move the whole night. I was um, terrified. That's crazy. Dang, Yvette, you have plenty of stories. Thank you for for sharing that Dude, with us. Yeah, Jeez. you got kind of personal and that was pretty that intense. Was very personal. Thanks for sharing those with us. Seriously, you too, Sarah. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. We lived with you for what, yeah, five like years? A- and you didn't share those with us. Yeah, I, I don't talk about those stories because that was a really bad time in my life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and. Well, um, well it's greatly appreciated. There, here. There's Thank a- you so much. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you guys want to hear about the little footprints on the walls, or is it too much time? A little what? <laughs> the footprints on the wall. I'm down to hear the footprints yeah, on the wall. It. Okay, just okay. So of course, like this marriage didn't work, right? So my kids would go over there for the weekend to the parents, and they were saying they were like, "Hey, the kids left footprints on our walls," but these it was like they were walking sideways on the wall, like it was. In, physically impossible um yeah so yeah i was just told there were little tiny footprints Dude, walking so, across the wall so the boys mm-hmm. were getting blamed for uh the footprints on the oh, walls well right? it was a, it was alexis and adam yeah the kids so what it, so it was mm-hmm. most likely that little leprechaun you saw pointing up at your mm-hmm. rooms laughing correct mm-hmm. fuck mm-hmm. and i'm picturing the fucking leprechaun i was terrified mm-hmm. of that fool Oh my mm-hmm. God! Weren't you? Ter- you guys realize? You know what? This That's happened exactly in the early nineties. Well, this happened in the early nineties, 
And I never had anything like that again. That's ugly. So thank God that I got out of that. I mean, early 90s. I was born in the right? early 90s. Maybe it was me. Shut, Shut the fuck up. Isn't she annoying? You were in preschool. She's yes. annoying. You now. were in preschool when, like, the devil was at that house. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. It so, was, it was a know. fucking leprechaun. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what the leprechaun says? A friend with weed is a friend indeed. He does say that, <laughs> fucker. He did say he, that. He did say that. You know what, you guys? Before we end this, though, during mm-hmm. this episode, I got an email of a scary encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to end this episode without sharing it. I haven't even read it yet because okay. I didn't want to stop listening to your scary encounters and read this one. So mm-hmm. when I read this, this is the first time I hear it, too. So and it's actually oh, from okay. it's actually from one of our dearest friends, Karen. I love Liz. Her. Karen. You mean my Karen? Yeah, my Karen. Okay, yeah. Not <laughs> Karen Kelgar. Not Karen Kelgar. No. Not yet. Not yet. We're going to read hers Not yet. Next. One day. We'll read hers next week. <laughs> no, dude. Karen, real quick, she's been a, um, a fucking hazy kale supporter since day one, honestly. And like. Fuck, even more than uh, hazy kale. She's just been a, one of our dearest friends. And. David, I love you. That's her husband. That's my boy. That's my dog. They're such a cool couple. (laughs) I love you guys. They're They're one of the coolest couples. They're just really dope. And she sent me the, or she sent us this email as we were speaking. So I have no idea what it's about, but she said, Oh, wow. I hope you enjoy it. Lay it on me, girl. I don't know, y'all. So this is how we're going to end this episode. So let's see. Okay. So it starts with Hi, ladies. I wanted to submit my scary encounters. I love listening to the podcast on my drive to work. I miss going to the Hazy Chaos events you guys would throw. Those were some of the funnest shows I've ever been to. They were pretty fucking fun, huh? They were so much fun. Seriously. Oh, she pushed the button again. Fucking Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we miss them too, for sure. Um, let's see. I've been... Okay. Hopefully 2021 will bring us back together. Seriously. Here's my story. So right after high school, I moved to Boyle Heights with my best friend. Her sister took me to my her sister took me in, so my best friend and I shared a room. We lived in an old in an old Victorian house that was converted into three units. We lived in the unit upstairs. We actually lived right next door to the abandoned hospital, Linda Vista. In the house, a lot of the time, we would hear each other calling out to one another. Oh, no. That happened a lot. We would constantly ask to to which we always answered no. The crazy thing about the situation was the voice calling out the name always sounded like the other person. So we would always second-guess our, second ourselves. Ooh, that's ugly. At night, we would hear scratching and what would sound like a duffel bag being unzipped or zipped up. Sometimes it would sound like someone is dropping a bag when we would hear the zipper noise. Okay, I'm picturing it. Are you guys picturing Mm -hmm. it? Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. One time my best friend and her siblings and I were watching a movie in the living room during the day, and out of nowhere 
we hear a large bang right behind us, and the picture frame fell. The thing, the thing with this situation was we were on the second floor and no one was moving around. No one was moving around the house for it to be explained. <laughs> oh, my God. We, we just stared at each other that day and brushed it off. So many other things happened at that house, but that one, that one that freaks me out the most was this one time I was babysitting my best friend's seven-year-old nephew, and he was, and he was in his mom's room watching TV. I went to the kitchen to grab some drinks for us when I saw a little kid running across the kitchen table. Oh hell no! <laughs> What's up with these little figures, right? Not down. Yeah, Fucking leprechauns crazy. and little kids. What the yeah. fuck? Okay. So, this is pretty cool because no. it, it totally goes with our, our stories. Mm-hmm. At the, <laughs> okay. At the speed they were going, at the speed they were going in, they would have crashed into the wall. So I walked into the living room and called out the nephew's name, and he was still in the same position in the bed watching cartoons. He wasn't out of breath. Oh, shit. He wasn't out of breath. It didn't look like he had just been running. If it would have been him, he would have slammed into the wall at the speed he was going at. But whatever ran across the table disappeared into the wall. It looked like a little boy running, but it wasn't the nephew. In the end, whatever was in the house wasn't harmful to us, but did miss with did mess with our heads. We lived there for an, for over two years, and there was always something happening that we couldn't figure out. Did you hear that? What? It was really good. Oh. oh my god! You guys scared me. God, <sighs> they heard a noise and it freaked me out. We lived there for over <laughs> two years, and there was always something happening that we couldn't figure out how it happened. But we all agreed to just be positive and try to ignore it and move on. Thank you so much for taking the time to read my story, and I hope you ladies have a safe holiday. Karen, but not that Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be fucking- Wait a second. Did she say, but not that Karen? And- <laughs> yeah, Karen. <laughs> oh, shit. It's actually but not that Karen. Karen, but not that Karen. That's hilarious. Oh, that's hilarious. Because we all know a fucking oh, Karen. My God. But this isn't that fucking Karen. She's no. cool. Anywho, Yvette in Colorado. Sarah and Wes Covina, thank you guys for fucking joining us today on our first ever Close to Home Mm -hmm. episode with Hazy Chaos. That was a good-ass time. Look it. Look it. (laughs) All right. It was was an honor. Yeah. We we love you. I I will support. Yeah. I love you guys so much. We love you too. We can't cool. wait to go visit you. Yeah, we're gonna go visit you, and yep. we're all gonna go and stay at the Stanley Hotel, dude. Red Ram, Red Ram, Red Ram. Murder, murder. <laughs> Anyways, you guys, thank you for joining us. Everybody, thank you for listening okay. and tuning into our first ever close to home. And have a good night. Have good a good night. night. Good night, Bye, girls. Love you Bye. guys. Bye. We want to thank you for tuning in to our recent Scary Encounter with Hazy Chaos. We hope you enjoyed it.
If you are not an artist or musician but would like to share a scary encounter you've experienced, please contact us via email at hazy.chaos at yahoo.com for a chance to be featured on one of our Close to Home episodes. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.